You are listening to the teaching podcast of Praise Community Church in Mason City, Iowa. For more information about our church, please visit praisecc.org. Good morning. Before I get into uh, what we're going to talk about this morning, I mention just a couple of things. Um, I know with all the devastation from these hurricanes, you know, we've had Harvey, was that last week, and we're kind of in the midst of Irma now, and it looks like Jose is kind of churning out there somewhere and have no idea where that's going to go or what that's going to do. And, you know, one of the, I think one of the struggles that we have as people is, you know, you tend to kind of get really focused in on a particular event uh, as it's happening or the aftermath of when it happens. And we're just all as a nation, we just get so focused on that one event until the next big event comes. And, and then we kind of, you know, our, our attention, um, you know, all shifts to that. And then, you know, the next one. And, and so what ends up happening is you've got people that are living in just places of devastation still. And, and the focus has all shifted away from them. And so, you know, the, the sad thing about this is, is, you know, probably, you know, and, and you can already kind of see it happening. You know, everything right now is about Hurricane Irma. And it's kind of like Harvey who. Um, and, and that's part of what happens, you know, just with our attention span as people. And so I really kind of uh, was thinking about, man, what do, we, what do we do to try to create and to maintain a sustained focus in one place where we can really try to help people? Um, and so uh, Janie, my wife and I were, were talking about that, and uh, we thought it would be a really good idea if we could establish some kind of a, of a relationship with a congregation in Houston. Um, and so got on the internet and really kind of started looking and we found a church in Houston that is a lot like us. I, I mean, it just was almost kind of like looking at ourselves in a mirror um, as I looked at this congregation in Houston. And so we've reached out to them. We've kind of talked with them just, just initially. Uh, here's kind of what we'd like to do. Uh, they've responded back very favorably. Um, they just said right now, there is just so much devastation. We're trying to assess everything. We're just trying to get a handle on it. But I think there's been really kind of a, a good response back from them. And so that really kind of is our hope because I know a lot of times we kind of wonder, and, and again, that the need is just so overwhelming, you kind of just feel paralyzed sometimes. You're like, man, what do we do? Where do we give? And so I would just encourage you in, in the short term, um, I think the two best places to give that I have found um, is Salvation Army is a great place to give. They've usually got, you know, just boots on the ground immediately. Um, most of what you give to Salvation Army kind of goes to relief. Um, and Samaritan's Purse, which is uh, Billy Graham's organization, again, another great place that you can give money to and just know that it's really going to reach people that are in need um, there. So those are just two, if you're looking for just right now, immediate, where can I give, what can I do, those are two great places. But again, I kind of want us to begin to think long term, what happens afterwards. And so uh, our hope is, is to be able to kind of establish a relationship with a church uh, in Houston that's a lot like us because, again, denominational church is one of the advantages and benefits of that is a lot of times the denominational churches 
up here will kind of partner with the denominational churches down there, the Methodists, Lutherans, Presbyterians. Everybody does that, and that's great. I mean, that's, again, a benefit of being part of a denomination of an organization like that. But what about the people that are independent churches like ours uh, that really have nobody? And so I just thought it would be great to be able to kind of establish a relationship with them, maybe try to find out what some of the needs are, how we can respond directly uh, to those needs. I would even envision seeing us taking mission teams down there and actually working with some of the people to help rebuild um, homes or maybe their church uh, has been destroyed. So just kind of uh, just keep that in your prayers uh, as we kind of try to work through a way to make that work um, with them. Uh, so I just wanted just to kind of mention that to you, that that's kind of one of the things we're thinking um, about looking at uh, and, and doing with the church there in Houston. The other thing is just kind of a side note. I was up this morning and kind of just looking at the internet, and they had some footage on there of um, parts of the ocean that had just been completely sucked dry. And so I'm watching this video, and I was just amazed. There were people actually walking on the ocean floor because all of the water had been sucked out uh, because of Hurricane uh, Irma. And I got to thinking, you know, remember back when uh, Noah parted, or uh, Moses parted the Red Sea? Remember what the scripture says? The scripture says, a strong, the Lord sent a strong wind, and it literally sucked the water out of the Red Sea. And so I, I just thought that was kind of a cool correlation. So the next time somebody tells you that that's kind of a fable, it's really not. Uh, it really happens, and there's proof of that. And so I just thought that was kind of a, a neat aside uh, thing, uh, again, uh, of what the, the power of a hurricane and what a strong wind um, can do. Now, I know a lot of you are, are really curious. You walked in this morning and found uh, a bar of soap on your chair, so I, I'll tell you what it's all about. Um, one of you here this morning really has uh, a really foul body odor. And none of us on, on staff had the heart to tell you, so we're going to ask each of you just to sniff those around you uh, this morning. And if you find that person, would you just hand them your bar of soap? Seriously, we're, we're, we're launching a new ministry opportunity uh, we're calling soap, and the bars of soap on your chair was just kind of a way to pique your curiosity and to give you an easy reminder of what we're going to be talking about uh, these next few weeks. As many of you know, our mission statement, we kind of maybe sometimes call it our battle cry here at Praise Community Church, is changing lives through the unchanging word. And we believe God's word, when it is applied in our lives, has the power to change our lives for the better. Now, just uh, we've been here for going on 15 years, and we've witnessed this mission statement over and over and over again in the lives of hundreds of people. And we believe that God has the power to change lives through the teaching, the preaching, and the proclamation of his word. Now, Paul testifies to this in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, and he says, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. So God's word, the Bible, has power to change and to transform lives in an awesome way. 
Now the problem is a, a lot of times for Christians is we don't spend a whole lot of time, if any, in the Word of God. Do you know that the Bible is one book that is owned by more people in America than any other single book? But what would surprise you is given its popularity is what Bible owners really know about the Bible. For instance, 82% say the idea that God helps those who help themselves is taken directly from the pages of the Bible. 66%, we kind of talked a lot about this in our last series, 66% say there is no absolute truth. 63% of of people cannot name the four Gospels. 58% cannot name half or more of the Ten Commandments. 58% do not know Jesus preached the Sermon on the Mount. 52% do not know the book of Jonah is in the Bible. 48% do not know the book of Thomas is not in the Bible. 39% do not know Jesus was born in Bethlehem. And 30% do not know there were 12 Apostles. Now again, this is Christians. These are, these are Bible owners. Far too many people, including Christians, we have the Bibles in our homes, but not in our hearts. And that really is a tragedy. The psalmist tells us in Psalm 119, verse 162, I rejoice at your word as one who finds great treasure. David, who wrote that, calls God's word a treasure. He likens it to a treasure chest filled with jewels of joy for the one who will take the time to mine and to look for its riches. So this morning, we're going to introduce a process, and I'll call it a discipline, because for a lot of us, we're going to have to discipline ourselves to do this. Um, If you will engage it in what we're going to talk about here this morning, uh, it will allow you to experience the transformational power of God's word in your life, and you'll go like David, and you'll begin to discover great treasures that are waiting to be discovered in God's word. And so we're going to, to do this, we're going to use the acronym SOAP. And so this morning, I'm just simply going to go through and tell you uh, what each one of those means and kind of explain how we want to see that kind of begin to be cultivated in your life. So S is for Scripture. Okay, not a big surprise there, right? So if God's Word, if we believe God's Word has the power to change lives, then our first step has got to be we got to get into God's Word. Now in the bulletin, you have an insert that looks like the one on the screen up there, and it says at the top, daily Bible reading, journaling soap for September 20, uh, 2017. Now you'll notice for day 11, okay, and that stands for September 11th, which is tomorrow, you'll see listed there John 1, which means tomorrow We all as a congregation, we're going to read chapter 1 of the New Testament book of John. And then on Tuesday, we're going to read the second chapter of John and so on. And then when we reach the end of September, if you've been a good boy or a good girl, you will have read the entire gospel of John. And every month, we're going we're gonna, to um, give you either a chapter of the Bible or some other verses that, again, as a congregation, in unison, together, we are all going to be reading and 
focusing uh, on the same thing together. Now, some of you may already have a daily Bible reading program you're already using. That is, that's fine. This is a process we uh, leaders are implementing for the purpose of, again, just inviting and getting us all into the word on a daily basis, promoting a common foundation by reading the same scriptures each day. Now, I know, for instance, like uh, Janie's Thursday morning ladies Bible study. You guys are starting up again this coming Thursday. For all you ladies, 1030 uh, down, 10, 10. Down in the north room. And so uh, what they're, what they're going to be kind of focusing on is giving the ladies kind of an opportunity to share a little bit about what they're experiencing um, in this process. Insights that maybe uh, they're kind of gleaning. So uh, it's just an example. We're going to begin to kind of provide opportunities and avenues to kind of begin to share what insights uh, you are getting. And every month we're just going to provide you with a new list of scriptures uh, for that reading. So that is the letter S. Okay, let me just introduce another component, uh, we'll call it a discipline, that is going to go along with soap, and that is a journal. Uh, we've got these on the floor up here, I've got one up here, and again, uh, I know for some of you that the concept of journaling is not new, for others you've maybe heard of it, and you've either never tried it, or you tried it, uh, and it didn't last, or you didn't like it, Now, I'll be honest, I'm one of those uh, who tried journaling in the past, it just never really kind of caught on for me. As a matter of fact, one of my seminary classes on spiritual formation required us to journal for a whole semester, and I did it, and once the class was over, I quit and never did it again. I don't know if it was just the concept that I had to, that I didn't like, I don't know. And the reason it's called a discipline, again, is you have to discipline yourself to do it and to find a way to do it that is meaningful and beneficial to you, which is obviously something I lacked in my spiritual formation class. I did it because I was forced to, and as many of you know, that's just never a great motivator, right? So what we're going to do is up here on the stage, again, we have some complimentary, another word for free. Every time I use that, somebody says, you mean free. Yeah, free, okay. Uh, uh, so we've got complimentary journals up here that we're going to give you in hopes of getting you to start journaling what you're reading each day as you're kind of in the Word of God. Now, again, some of you may already have a journal you're using, and that is great. Others of you may prefer, I'd like to just buy my own. I'd like to get something a, a little nicer. Um, you know, you can buy that yourself. Again, whatever you choose to do, the goal is to get everyone journaling. Uh, parents, just so you know, if your children kind of went out and they're attending uh, children's classes right now, they're learning the same thing you're learning. And, and so we're encouraging everyone of all ages to get engaged in this. So it's not just for adults, okay? So for the past two months, our staff and our spouses have been doing this process of reading a chapter a day and then journaling about what we are reading. During the month of July, we all read together the book of Proverbs, month of August, we read the book of Acts, and so what I did each day was I kind of just took my journal, I just opened, a, you know, a clean uh, sheet, and I just kind of, you know, started by writing the date on the top, and then I just kind of wrote the chapter that I was reading, and then on the side here, I just kind of, um, you know, made my letter S, um, 
And so what I did was I, I kind of just started reading um, that particular chapter of the day. Now, let me just kind of stop and just say something here that, that is very, very key as you're doing this. It is so important as you're doing this to partner with the Holy Spirit, okay? Invite the Holy Spirit into what you're doing here. It can simply just be saying, Holy Spirit, open the eyes of my heart. Open the eyes of my understanding. Show me what you want me to see in this particular scripture. A Holy Spirit, highlight a word, highlight a phrase, highlight a verse. You're just asking the Holy Spirit to partner with you in this process that he would lead you and guide you uh, in this process um, of reading. And so so um, what I would do is as I'm reading... I would just, you know, uh, whatever scripture I felt like the Holy Spirit highlighted, I would just put my S there, and then I wrote out the scripture verse on the very top um, of that. So, for example, last month as we read through the book of Acts, I was reading chapter 17, and the Holy Spirit highlighted for me verse 11. And there it said, the people of Berea were more open-minded than the people of Thessalonica, and they were willing to receive God's message, and every day they carefully examined the scriptures to see if what Paul said was true. So I just wrote that out uh, on the top part of my journal for the letter S. Now the letter O represents observation. So as you're reading the scriptures, again, in partnership and communion with the Holy Spirit, again, you're, you're, you're asking the Holy Spirit to show you something that stands out to you as you're reading. Again, are there specific verses, keywords, phrases, or spiritual concepts the Holy Spirit is highlighting for you? You know, what is the Holy Spirit showing you as you're reading the scriptures? Now, again, going back to Acts 17, verse 11, the key words in there for me were open-minded, willing to receive God's message every day, and then carefully examining the scriptures, okay, uh, uh, which is really a part of what we are asking people to consider and to commit to here today. So again, let me just add this. Don't be afraid. Um, so, so anyway, that, I, I wrote that out. That in my letter under S, I kind of just wrote O, and that was my observation. I just kind of went back and wrote out those key phrases. Now, the letter A represents what we call application. How are you going to apply what you have observed from this passage in your life? So for me, again, in regards to Acts 17, 11, I made, again, a recommitment that as I study the scriptures, I want to be as open-minded as I could be in regards to whatever it is God's trying to teach me. You know, sometimes we kind of reach a point where we become unteachable or we think we know enough. Um, so again, it's just, you know, asking God, God, just keep me from that heart of pride. You know, keep me teachable, keep me pliable, keep me open uh, to whatever it is that you want to teach me. That I would be willing to receive whatever God's message was to me. And again, that I would recommit to just every day carefully examining and studying the scriptures. Again, it's a part of what we're asking you to kind of um, consider and commit to here today. Let me just say this about application. Don't be afraid to be creative with the application part. 
okay? God may move you to go and, and to do something uh, as a part of that application part. It may be to call somebody. It may be to do something for someone or to give something or to start something new. So again, allow the Holy Spirit to inspire you to be creative in the application part. And the reason I say this is because we have got to beware of what John Wesley termed mental assent. And that is where we mentally agree with what we are reading, but we really fail to apply it or walk it out in our lives. There's a lot of Christians who mentally agree with what the Bible says about drunkenness, but then have no problem going out and getting drunk. That is a form of mental assent. I agree with my mind that's not right, but I'm going to do it anyway. Many Christians agree with what the Bible says regarding sexual immorality, but they have no problem sharing a home and a bed with someone they're not married to. That is a form of mental assent. Application needs to take what we are reading from Scripture and then apply that and live that out in our lives. It's interesting. I'll just share kind of a humorous story um, also in Acts 17, there's a story about a Christian man named Jason, and, and he's friends with Paul and Silas. And because of the message Paul is preaching, some of the Jews in Thessalonica become jealous and outraged, and so they gathered some of the troublemakers, and they went and they caused a riot at the home of Jason where Paul and Silas were staying. So when this riotous crowd got there, they couldn't find Paul and Silas. They were gone. So instead, they dragged Jason out of his house, um, roughed him up a bit, and then took him uh, to appear before the city council. So as I'm reading this, I'm texting Pastor Jason, and I said, Acts 17, Jason gets his butt kicked. Journal that. So later that day when we got to the office, uh, I got Pastor Mark, and, and together we formed this riotous crowd, and we went and stormed into Jason's office, and we drug him out into the praise cafe, and we roughed him up a bit. My point being, again, is allow the Holy Spirit to move you in creative ways of applying what you are reading. Okay, final letter is P, and that represents obviously prayer. This is an opportunity to pray the scriptures, pray about the ways God may be moving you to walk this out, to apply it in your life. Uh, it may be asking God to give you more insight, understanding into what you've just read. It's also an opportunity to pray about anything else for anyone else you feel led to pray for. Now again, journaling or writing down certain prayer requests also gives you the opportunity to kind of go back uh, in previous notes. Uh, notes or journals and see how God has or is answering uh, those prayers. You may even make a note in that particular page of your journal that God answered this particular prayer that I asked God for uh, maybe back a couple of months ago. So this is the SOAP method. And we're going to be using this uh, to coincide with the daily Bible reading program. And again, the Mission of Praise Community Church, changing lives through the unchanging word. And obviously, the best avenue 
for godly transformation in our lives is by being in God's word. And so we wanted to come up with a process that our church, and we're just inviting you all into this, that we can all just do together. And I believe if we will engage uh, with this, it will have tremendous impact both within these walls and outside of these walls. And again, some of you may already be using a, a whole different, uh, a da different daily approach, and that's fine. We just say feel free to continue using what you may be currently using. Obviously, you're welcome to switch over to this method. Join us in reading the same scriptures each day. So at the end of today's service, as you kind of, uh, we end in worship, and you come up for communion, or as you feel, or as you leave services again, just feel free to come up and grab one of these uh, journals here, unless you have one of your own, or you just want to go out and, and get something um, a little nicer, that's fine. And again, these journals, they'll be available throughout the year, so when you finish one, uh, you can just grab another one. So also, if you don't have a Bible, um, I see them. Uh, there's some on uh, pews, or every other. So somebody can just hold up one of those. I should have grabbed one of those. It's just a light blue. Sally's got one, yeah, there. So those Bibles, there, there's some around the congregation. There's also some out there. If you do not have a Bible, um, there are some here, again, complimentary. They're available here this morning. Uh, maybe you have a Bible, and maybe it's a translation. It's just very, very difficult for you to understand. I know sometimes, you know, as Christians, brand new Christians, we get a King James Version, and we're just like, man, I have no idea what this is saying. Again, we would just encourage you, get a translation that is understandable, and we've got the ESV, which is the English Standard Version, very, very easy version to understand. So if you need something uh, with a better translation, we would just encourage you uh, to grab one. Also, again, just, you know, feel free to take the little bar of soap uh, home with you again as a reminder of what we talked about here. And lastly, let me just encourage those of you maybe have never done journaling or you've tried it in the past and for whatever reason you just gave up on it. Again, this is a discipline. And like any discipline, it takes time and consistency before we will see some beneficial results. And I know this may be a little easier for ladies to journal than it is for guys. Next week, uh, Jason and Leslie are going to be up here. They're going to be sharing on their experiences in journaling because they both have really been doing it for many, many years. So they're going to kind of be up here sharing from uh, their vantage point, their experiences next week. But I just want to encourage every one of you here this morning to give this a try and just at least commit yourself uh, for at least this first month. One final note regarding uh, Bibles and journaling. We would love to start seeing people bring their Bibles and their journals every Sunday because we believe it will begin to provide an opportunity for you maybe to begin to take notes and journal relating to the sermon each week uh, as you get into your Bibles more. So try to remember to bring your Bibles and your journals with you um, each Sunday. So that's kind of the idea, the concept um, behind uh, soap, we are really going to try to align the sermon series uh, with a lot of what you're reading. So, for example, um, in October, uh, we're going to be kind of taking you through the book of Matthew, chapter by chapter, each day. We're also going to be asking you uh, to read the first chapter of Jonah, um, and then that 
Sunday, so you'll read chapter 1, and then that next Sunday, I'm going to preach on Jonah 1. Following week, you're going to read Jonah 2, I'll preach on Jonah 2. It's going to be a great, great series. And so this is, again, part of how we're looking at incorporating um, this so that there is uh, kind of an effect and, uh, that flows over uh, into what we're doing here on Sunday morning. So again, just want to encourage you, uh, take the card home. We tried to get it like it can be like a bookmark type thing. We've got, if you need a bigger uh, thing, we've got like a full calendar um, out in the uh, on the visitor's table, you can grab uh, one of those. Again, the journals are up here. We encourage you to take one. Uh, Bibles, uh, if you need one, grab one of those. And then tomorrow, we're just all going to kind of begin to dig in together into the book of John. Amen? And let's, let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much for, again, just new beginnings, new opportunities, new challenges, new disciplines. New ways of just inviting you uh, to speak to us this morning. And so, Father, I just pray over our congregation this morning. That God, especially for those of us that maybe kind of like me, that maybe have never really gotten into the whole idea of journaling, God, that again, we would just commit ourselves for just at least one month. And God, that we would just ask, God, that you would work with us partner with us in that one month and that God we would just begin to see as we partner with the Holy Spirit God we would begin to see benefits and fruit just flowing out of what we're doing through the Bible reading and then reflecting through journaling so father we just invite you into this process we ask God that you would again just use this as an opportunity to take us deeper to bring new revelation and insight of your word of who you are. God, ways of just, again, applying and living this out in our lives. So, Father, we just invite you to lead each one of us, God, as we begin tomorrow in the book of John. And, Lord, we just pray that as we read, as we study together, God, that we would just begin to see the fruit of this both in our congregation, in our families, our workplaces, our neighborhoods. God, that this would just begin to influence and to impact uh, places beyond Mason City. So, Father, we thank you. And, Lord, we just ask that you would come. And again, just speak to us, move through these pages of your word, bring your word to life. And Father, we pray, Lord, that you would just help us to be able, as David said, to be able to look for those deep treasures hidden in your word. And they're not hidden from us, they're hidden for us. And God, you want to lead us in the discovery of those greater, deeper truths. And Father, we thank you for this process, we invite you in it, and God, we expect uh, just again, great and marvelous things to begin to happen as we study your word. And we just thank you for all of this. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Just invite you this morning. We're going to just uh, stand and, and worship again together. Again, communion is here. Uh, it's available to all believers here this morning. So as you come, you can just take a piece of the bread, dip that in the juice. We partake by what we call intinction. There'll also be people up here to pray for you. This morning, Christians up here to pray for you if you have a need here. Uh, this morning, we again just invite you to just come and uh, people would love to just pray over you, pray for you. If you've got some challenges, some difficulties uh, in your life that you're facing, again, we would just love to come and 
stand alongside you and just trust and believe God uh, for the answer in those uh, things. So again, we just invite you to come and to commune with God and to get, grab a journal. Thanks for listening. For more information about Praise Community Church, including gathering times and events, please visit us at praisecc.org.